Welcome. You've discovered the world it's ass. Yeah, Goa. So then I took another night bus from Goa to a place called Hompi, which is more inland. Um, mm-hmm. uh, really beautiful place. Um, and um, there, you know, it's all these ancient ruins and, and temples and stuff to explore. Um, it was extremely crowded there because I got in there at, again, 6 a.m. in the morning, uh, went and looked for a hostel, or they're not really hostels there, they're called, <clears throat> excuse me, guest houses. And usually they're just a collection of huts, you know, around like a, a open air restaurant, which is like the check in common area as well. Um, the, all these little small establishments, but they were all booked up. It took me forever to find one that had a vacancy, um, but I finally got a little hut. Um, so there's like Hoppy's kind of split in two. There's a river that runs across, like a small little river that runs between the two. I was staying on the northern side, which with on the northern side there's no none of the ruins or any of the like tourist attractions, but there's a uh, a little farther north like down a road is like all these boulders and i didn't know this as, as a rock climber but i should have known this but like hompy is like a, a huge destination for for bouldering um okay and some of the the guest houses that i tried to check into i kept seeing all these uh climbers with their big you know crash pads and stuff on their backs and i was like mm-hmm. when i first got there i was like what the hell i was like holy shit i was like i was like man i wish i had you know gear i could go climb um yeah friends with me but um I definitely want to go back to Hompi uh, as a you know climbing trip with some yeah. people um, now that I've seen it. Um, but yeah, you know, I went one day. I went exploring up through the boulders, uh, not climbing crazy climbing, but just like kind of you know hiking the trails through the boulders and stuff. And mm-hmm. amazing place. I mean, you got these weird boulders mm-hmm. that's you know up on their points and you know crazy stuff like that. You know that you see pictures of. Um, yeah. And uh, just boulders are as, as far as the eye can see and. Um, and, and hills and mountains and all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, and then on the south side of the river, you pay like 10 rupee and you, these guys in a motorboat like motor you across this little river <laughs> to the uh, to the south side. It's the only way to get to the other side of the river. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and boy, that's sketchy as too, man. <laughs> God. What, the, <laughs> the, boat, the ride? The oh, yeah. So it's just like this little motorboat. They squeeze as many people as they can. Like they wait. They don't. Like you buy a ticket and then you have to just kind of wait on the river's edge till they feel like they have enough people to, to warrant a, a, a crossing. And mm-hmm. so they just pack people on and pack people on and to the point of people are even standing in the middle and stuff. And it's just like, oh, my God. And it's just mm-hmm. a little motorboat. I mean, it's a little fucking dinky motor to, to power you across the, the river. Right. And then mm-hmm. but also people pay extra to bring bikes across. And I don't mean bicycles. I mean, motorbikes. <laughs> fucking motorbike and and the only place on this boat is the bow which has probably like a six foot span you know from the bow of the boat to back to where it cuts off and that's where the people sit so what they do is if a guy wants to cross on a motorcycle because this is what happened on one of my crossings 
they packed all the people in and they're about to take off and this guy came up and he's like, Oh, I want to cross with my motorbike. Um, <laughs> and so they rolled the, you know, one of the, the boatmen, there's two boatmen, the one, the driver and the, and the, I guess the assistant, the assistant helps this, this guy roll his motorbike up onto this like little six foot landing on the bow of the boat. Mm-hmm. They don't strap it down or anything. They have the guy sit on top of his bike, hold the brakes and then that's it. And they just take off. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, you know, because there's people sitting right below this where this bike, if the bike just rolled off into the boat, they would just, you know, crush these people. Yeah. It was just insane. <laughs> um, so that's, you know, another uh, little culture shock moment for me because, and there was other moments too, but it's just like where safety regulations are, are not even heard of, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm right. used to coming from America where it's like you can't do anything without signing a liability form or you know all these safety checks and like you know hard hats and you know mm-hmm. there's there's construction people even i mean there's a building being built across the street from the hotel i'm in right now and the the workers are like in sandals no hard hats and like just you know pants and a uh, shirt you know like yeah no, wow and, and up on like the top level and no no harnesses no not i mean it's just it's a whole nother world, man. And it's, yeah. it's something that I still, to me, uh, I, I just still can't wrap my head around because yeah. of the way I yeah. brought up, you know, in super safe environment, mm-hmm. super triple checked and harnessed in and clipped in and hard hats no matter where you go. And, oh man, right. it's crazy. Crossing the river to Hompi. Uh, I did that a couple of times, went and explored the ruins. There's tons of them. Uh, they're amazing to look at and just, um, yeah, the architecture and the, the artwork in there is just, uh, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one day I had to get some cash and unfortunately the closest ATM is like a 20 minute car ride <laughs> outside of Hompi. Oh, wow. Um, in like another little small town. So I had to get a cab or a tuk-tuk. Uh, I paid him to, I, I, I bargained with, there's a whole bunch of guys in this one little pool of tuk-tuks and they're all trying to get me, you know. They're like, hey, you need a ride? Where are you going? And I finally got like a decent deal with one guy to, to take me there and back um, for a decent price. And so I mm-hmm. went to the ATM. And on the way, he pointed out this thing called the Monkey Temple, which I'd heard about, which is up on the top of this mountain. Um, there's like this temple up there. And uh, supposedly there's a shit ton of monkeys and stuff <laughs> hanging out <laughs> up there. And my friend Jonathan had told me about it. He's like, yeah, he's like, go see the Monkey Temple. It's a great view. He's like, just hold on to your stuff because the monkeys will steal it. Uh, like billions of monkeys up there. So anyways, um, the, the tuk-tuk driver pointed out on the way to the ATM and I was like, Oh, that's cool. And then on the way back from the ATM, I just decided instead of going all the way back, um, I just had him drop me there. I was like, I'll pay you the same Mm -hmm. that I was going to pay you to take me the whole way. But I was like, just drop me here. I want to, I want to go up there. So I, I hiked up, like, I think it's like 250 steps, like up this thing, up this mountain to this, this temple. Um, and it's an amazing view of the place. And like, I'd seen the boulders from down, you know, ground level, but to see it up here, it's like to see how many boulders and hills and uh, stuff from this vantage point was just amazing. Like, it's just mm-hmm. boggles the mind. It's like, it's definitely like a, a boulderer's heaven. Um, there's just so many boulders out there, man. Um, yeah. I definitely have to come back. Um, but also, there were no monkeys up there. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> Like everybody's been talking up, the, you know, there's all these monkeys, they'll steal your shit. I, I saw not a single monkey up there. It was really <laughs> bizarre. 
Um, though when I came down the steps to get back down the temple, down the mountain, I saw two. Two, like, yeah. just hanging out on the side of the mountain. Like, <laughs> Clocking in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, we're early again. <laughs> it was really weird. Uh, so, yeah. Oh. Didn't really see the monkeys. Uh, I saw plenty. That's a letdown. Yeah, like in the ancient ruins and stuff in Hopi, there was a ton. But, uh, yeah, at, at the Monkey Temple, which it's, it's got its <laughs> nickname because of the fucking monkeys. Yeah. So, that yeah, that was Hopi. Um, and that's, again, that's where I think I ended up making a mistake and drinking that mint tea. My next to last day in Hompi, I just started feeling off. And then my last day in Hompi, I didn't eat anything. I think yeah. I had a banana. It was like all I had that day, which at that point, by the end of the day, I knew something was wrong. But yeah. at that point, I'd already had to catch I had to catch the ferry again across that river and then go through Hompi and then catch um, a cab or a tuk-tuk into another town called Hospet because that's where the bus st- uh, stop was. So I caught a tuk-tuk in the hospet and had to like a few hours to kill because my bus didn't leave till like 10 p.m mm-hmm. uh, and the thing is you, you have to cross the river the river crossing closes at like 6 p.m so i had to cross before 6 p.m and get over there and then take a tuk-tuk to hospet so i was super early for the bus so i'm hanging out in this like crossroads town where there's really not not a lot to see there you know it's just a bunch of stores and stuff mm-hmm. i just sat on the side of the road like trying to kill time um and, until my bus arrived and uh that's when i just i started just feeling i was like man something's not right uh, yeah. caught the bus uh managed to get some sleep on the bus but then by like 6 a.m around the time we're rolling into bangalore yeah i um i was like oh god i need i need to get to like a hotel and <laughs> have like my own toilet and well that's the yeah. other thing too like in hoppy in these guest houses you know they had outhouses um and they were all squat toilets so i actually for the first time when i was staying in hoppy i had to use a squat toilet <laughs> which that was that was new for me um, supposed to be better for you yeah and actually it wasn't bad it wasn't bad itself except mm-hmm. by the time i got up my calves were killing me because i'm not used to <laughs> position. like so my calves were like super sore just from <laughs> taking a shit so, <laughs> so um they call that shitter's calf <laughs> shitter's calf, exactly then for the next day i had shitter's calf uh <laughs> so i'm changing this podcast to shitter's calf <laughs> <laughs> so uh no so yeah the, the squat totally was actually not as bad as i thought it was going to be uh, yeah. luckily i had my own toilet paper with me and did not have to use the bucket method which mm-hmm. i still yeah, I, I'm okay with the squat toilets, but I do not want to try to tackle that whole bucket of water to clean yourself thing. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Uh, so luckily I had a roll of toilet paper that I brought with me um, mm-hmm. in anticipation for moments like that. Um, so yeah, the squat toilet, not that bad. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm not going to tackle the bucket uh, cup of water deal. Um, so, yeah, I was like, I got to get to a hotel soon because I, I, I could feel my stomach rumbling. I felt nauseous. Uh, I could tell I was like I had a fever. Just I mean, I, I mm-hmm. felt very kind of had the chills and like I could just feel that I was warm. And I was like, OK, I was supposed to get up with this guy. I met this guy in Goa who lives in Bangalore. 
He's like, hey, yeah. come to Bangalore. He's like, you know, I'll put you up for a couple nights because he he's actually on Couch Surfer as well. Um, he's like, yeah, I'll totally I'll host you for two for a couple nights um, in Bangalore. I was like, great. So that's what I was supposed to do, but I was like, I can't. I don't want to be in this guy's house and just be like, you know, shitting and puking everywhere and I'm mm. um, sick sick as a dog. <laughs> so I just decided I needed to check into a hotel. I roamed around Bangalore for a little bit, um, like just feeling the clock ticking, you know, <laughs> like. <laughs> I've got to right. get into a room. I, I checked a couple places. Everybody's booked. And plus, it's like six in the morning. Most people don't want you, let you check in till like at least noon or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Finally found this hotel that was going to let me check in, um, had a vacancy. So, you know, it took forever to the check in process. And I'm just like, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> and I finally get into the room and like, he's like, he's trying to like show me the TV and like, all the different get the fuck out dude, that's cool I, like, I just gotta go to sleep i just i'm sick man i just it's like please <laughs> and you know as soon as he got out man i just went into the bathroom and like uh like just puked and just yeah i was a mess i was a mess for probably like two days like just yeah. a total mess um you know i had luckily that you know the, the most the, the hotel like he you know they give you like free bottled water and everything i guess because because it's so known here that water's bad um, mm-hmm. pretty much everywhere you go, they give you free bottles of water. But, um, so I, but I was only registered in this hotel for one day and, um, i had actually went online and booked at my first choice hotel, which was like a Marriott cause it had a lot more, a lot better amenities and stuff than the place I ended up checking into, which was mm-hmm. when I walked into that hotel, like there was like, I had a, there was a cockroach on the dead on the floor. And then like, there was a guy sleeping on the floor in the lobby. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I thought he was the, he might, he might, I thought he was a reception. I was like, is that the receptionist, like, sleeping on the floor? <laughs> so I was kind yeah. of like, excuse me, there's no bell to ring. I was like, excuse me. I was trying to wake the guy up. And eventually somebody walks out of the back room who's actually was the receptionist or whatever. But, uh, yeah. so I don't know who the fuck the guy on the floor was. Yeah. Um, but I was just, yeah, so the set, like, I decided that the subsequent days I wanted to check into a, you know, more, uh, a little better of a hotel, um, mm-hmm. just for, you know, just for the amenities and just being sick as a dog. Um, so I went ahead and booked on like the first place I checked, which was a Marriott that said they were booked up. But, um, luckily they had some open, open, uh, some vacancies for the next few days. So I booked that online. And then that was a thing was like, the guy told me since I checked in at, like 7am, I had to check out at 7am the next day, which sucked. Mm-hmm. But I went Ugh. down the evening and I managed to like, make my way down i managed to make my way down to like a little market's corner store and i bought like some sprite and like a couple snacks that i thought i might be able to hold down mm-hmm. and then um i went and talked to the lady who's at the front desk at that point i was like hey i'm supposed to check out at 7 a.m is there any way i can extend it um you know to later in the morning and um because mm-hmm. my check-in for the other place wasn't gonna be till like 3 p.m i was like i don't want to be oh, walking wow. around bangalore you know puking and, mm-hmm. and stuff so um, she said, yeah, I could extend it till 10 AM. Uh, no problem. So I did that. And of course, like the guy, the morning guy, the next morning called me up at like 6 AM. He's like, you're checking out at 7 AM, right? I'm like, Oh God. And I was like trying to get sleep, you know? I'm like, yeah, no, I talked to the lady. She said 10 AM. He's like, Oh, okay. I think he was pissed. <laughs> and then yeah. called, and I was like, I'm checking out at 10 AM. Okay, man. He's like, yeah. <clears throat> and then at like 930, he calls me. He's like, I need you to check out now. It's like, God damn. Jeez. So I finally, I packed up real quick and got the hell out of that fucking hotel and staggered like the two, you know, mile or two down to this new hotel. And I came in, I pretty much told the guys like, Hey man, I know it's super early, but I was like, 
I'm really sick and I just, can I check in now? I have a reservation for today. Luckily they were totally mm-hmm. like, yeah, no problem. Your, your room's ready. And they let me check in. <laughs> Please don't shit on our floor. <laughs> exactly. It's like, we'll find a room, <laughs> sir. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I got up here and, you know, slept the whole day. And uh, finally by Friday. So by Friday evening, I was feeling better. Um, there's a, mar- a supermarket right next door. I walked over there, bought some provisions, food that I felt like I could keep down. Um, and, uh, yeah, I started eating again. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it's, yeah, it's been rough. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's my India. Yeah. My India. <laughs> yeah. I'm checked in here till tomorrow morning, Monday morning, and I'm hoping, like I say, nausea's gone, headache's gone, fever's gone. It's just every time I eat, it just doesn't stay long. <laughs> uh, right, yeah. So I'm hoping that'll eventually kind of fix itself. Um, I guess if it doesn't fix itself by midweek, I've got to go get something, some kind of med- medicine or something to knock out mm-hmm. what it is. If it's a bacteria or if it's a parasite or whatever it is. Um, I'm hoping it's yeah. just bacteria, which means it'll go away eventually on its own. Um, yeah. But if it's a parasite... Um, I, you know, I have to get treated. Like if it's an amoeba, that's, that could be problematic, but, mm-hmm. um, Yeesh. yeah, yeah. Um, I've talked to a couple of people who've gotten amoebas before. <clears throat> they said it's, that's, they say it's, it's not pleasant at all. That's why, and it lasts a long time. So that's why I think having improved like the way I have, it's not, that's not what it is. Um, yeah, but, uh, we'll see. All right, so uh, how long are you planning to stay there, and uh, when are you, uh, where are you heading to next? I guess you kind of alluded to that earlier, but specifically, where do you plan to head next? So um, here in India, uh, I'm in Bangalore. Um, I'll be here for a few more days. Like I said, I'm supposed to meet up with uh, a guy from I met in Goa, and then I also met a guy in Madrid, uh, this guy named Peter, um, who offered to kind of show me around Bangalore. I haven't, of course, have not gotten up with these guys yet uh, because I'm sick. Um, so I, I want to stick right. around even after I kind of get well in Bangalore so I can get up with these guys and kind of at least see Bangalore because I've seen nothing of it but um, the little strip that I've walked between the hotels. And um, so hopefully by tomorrow I'll be getting better. I can get up with these guys, spend a couple days in Bangalore, see it. And then um, I've got to get to Kochi which is um, out the western coast um, in a place called Kerala. Um, I've got to get out there, and um, there's definitely stuff to see out there. Uh, I'm not going to spend as much time in Kerala as I anticipated. I plan on spending a week and seeing a bunch of different places in Kerala, mm-hmm. um, like Aleppi and Kochi and all this. But I'm going to go directly to Kochi because Saturday, um, <laughs> like a week from today, um, I fly from Kochi – to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. So that's my next stop is Malaysia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, from Malaysia, it'll be Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, uh, you know, again, I'm hemorrhaging money quicker than I'd hoped. Um, so that, that itinerary there may change. I may spend mm-hmm. less time in each or I may have to, <clears throat> excuse me, cut out a country. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But uh, the ultimate plan is to get to Japan spend a little bit of time there and then, you know, hop to West coast, U S Canada, 
Um, yeah. Again, this is all malleable and is subject to change because of finances. <laughs> you can find us online at www.chipjohnsonfilm.com. Click the tab for The World It's Ass. We are also available on iTunes. Just search for us there. We'd greatly appreciate if you subscribed, rated, and reviewed us. You can reach us via email at twiapodcast at gmail.com. Please feel free to send us comments, complaints, concerns, and constructive criticism. Our theme music, Fuzzboxer, performed for us by the lovely Sarah Gregory. We'll be back with more stories of the world it's ass. Can you say bye? Bye. Send us more questions, people.